TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free one-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? With Danny Murray and Dusty, the fan man Hera. What ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. You describe the ruckus, sir. And 1080. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. The fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. The Lions win Monday Night Football last night game that was closer than the final score makes it look. 26-14. 12 point win. Mm-hmm. They teased you a little bit. How'd you feel about that? I wanted all the burn to the ground. Mm, okay. So you felt good. There's nothing redemptive about this right. team right now. Okay. Well, where do we put the Lions uh, in the hierarchy of the NFC right now? Sitting here 6-2. and two, they have a commanding two-game lead in the NFC North. In that division. And they currently have the second-best record in the entire NFC. Because, because you have at 6-2 and two, the Lions. They are behind the 7-1 and one Eagles. 5-2 and two Cowboys. Five and two Seattle Seahawks, and then the five and three San Francisco 49ers uh, sitting there. They have got the the only team with six wins in the entire NFC right now. So I said this a couple weeks ago. Because the Eagles have seven. If I asked you, or if I said that the, the, the Lions were in the NFC title game, would you blink? And we both said no. I think they're very good. Mm-hmm. I think they're solid in all mm-hmm. facets of the game. I also do have a single question about them. Have okay. they played anybody? And the answer to that is really no, because the only quality win they have, again, quality in the NFL is always you know kind of limited because even bad teams can get you on any good day, see Broncos slash Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they beat the Chiefs opening night 21-20. Otherwise, their, their losses... I would say that's a pretty quality win. It is. Otherwise, their only their 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 losses are the Seahawks thirty seven thirty one tightly contested game uh-huh. and getting the crap kicked out of them by the Ravens thirty eight six. Yeah, but their wins are against the Falcons, <clears throat> not a good team. The Packers, not a good team. Mm-hmm. The Panthers, horrid team. Yep. The Bucks, not a good team. Okay, what was the combined score of those all of those games though? Uh, the Falcons twenty to six. That's a 
butt kicking. Sure, 34 Well, they're not sure. A 10-point win in the NFL is, it, it is a blowout. Right. It is. A 10-point win is a blowout. It doesn't matter who you are playing. The the, the point is they are More absolutely than one possession game. throttling sure. teams in the NFL. And they, the, their wins are double-digit wins. And that's, that's I mean, the their point. They're they're kicking their butt, and that's what I again. Yeah. One question is, like I said, who have they played? You can only play who's in front of you. Uh huh. But coming up, they have the Chargers. Oh, I guess I, I when I looked they don't the other play day, outside again. No, they don't. Except but, for in Chicago, but also I, I had the Vikings on there as like a test, and now it's not going to be. No, good. they play the Cowboys on uh, December thirtieth. And every team they're going to play between now and then is going to be sub 500, except for the chart. Yeah, well, the Chargers are sub 500 now, so uh, maybe the Saints. Maybe yeah, the Saints. they're four and four right now. Yeah, maybe the Saints will be there, but you... so they're going to have probably the of the of the yeah. challenging or the 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 teams that are yeah. challenging for yeah. a deep playoff run. They, I would be willing to bet they have the easiest schedule to win out. Yeah, and I mean to your point of they got throttled. By the Ravens, they though. they got absolutely worked. It was Lamar Jackson's best game of his career, and it was one of those stinky line games where mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Why? Why is the mm-hmm. line this way?" And it was a matchup thing, and it it just didn't. And Lamar Jackson did had the most productive game outside the pocket in the track in history. Crazy? Like, there's there's a lot of stuff that went into the game. They got uh, their butts. They did, but also they got a ton of pressure on Lamar Jackson. He bought enough time and just carved them up. I think this is going to be a tricky game this week, though, too. You have a short week. You have to go on the road, mm-hmm. and you go to a Chargers team, which their inconsistencies are abound. You don't know which team you're going to get. Well, they'd won this week, so they're going to lay an egg against on Thursday night. <laughs> you would think. You would think that that's, that's what's going to happen, but who, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with, with this Chargers team because I, I sure as hell can't con- – I have no idea what is going on, but the Lions have a bye week, or I guess they have a bye this week. That game's on the twelfth, and then they, you have uh, to go to LA and to the Chargers, so they don't have a short week. They have a long week, extra extra long week, and that good for them. I mean, that is huge for them going to LA and taking on Chargers team that that has the Jets this week. So this is where the the Chargers lay their eggs against the Jets, and then they go um, take on the Lions. And hell, I don't know, but right now. Are the are the Cowboys consistent enough for you to say that they because they got waxed by the 49ers here's, and they've been really good since? Here's a question for you that I that you didn't anticipate being asked. All right, who do you trust more, Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? <laughs> I'm throwing that up on a poll. One guy, that's happening right now. One guy has led his team to a Super Bowl. It was a really good team, and it was phenomenally coached, and it wasn't because of him. Um, but Dak is, gosh, oh boy, I don't know what to think of that. Uh, Dak. You didn't say that comfortably. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I did not say that comfortably. But I will, I will say that Dak Prescott... Oh, man. Dak Prescott has all of the tools that it takes to to win. Sure. He does. And look, that throw that he made to the tight end on the seam was inch perfect. Inch perfect on a rope for the touchdown. You went, whoo, that's spicy. 
Mm-hmm. Just absolutely nasty stuff. And then you'll watch him do the dumbest thing possible. I feel very uncomfortable with both of them. Mm-hmm. I feel very uncomfortable with them. I'm going with Goff simply because even though the ceiling's not as high, the floor's lower. Low, uh, or excuse me, uh, the floor's higher. The higher floor. I think they're, that's why I went with like the floor is kind of the same because we've seen both those guys just melt down city. Yeah, but <laughs> Dak has done it significantly more frequently. God, this makes me so uncomfortable because like you have to, no matter, you gave me two choices and none of them are good. It's kind of, but it's, I think we talk about Dak, even though when we, when we bring him down, so to speak, yeah. we talk about him as a much higher class quarterback than Jared Goff. In reality, I don't think he is. He's not. No, he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. That's where that's where you're at there. But, but like I think those are very much like does Dak have more quote unquote talent? Sure. Hmm. Whose talent gets them in more trouble? It's Dak. Yeah. Yeah. I look, you can convince me. You are. You are convincing me. <laughs> not, no, not this uh-huh. ain't Wolf of Wall Street. I ain't selling that hard. It's not. Yeah, yeah. You're not selling. This, you're not. This is not a hard sell at all. I'll, I'll go like, yeah, hey, yeah, all right. I mean, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, sure. I'll take it. I'll take it. Rust, where are you sitting on this? Where are um, you at, Ken? Ken Doll? <laughs> Ken F? Sitting on what? I'm sorry, I've been over here not paying attention. Of course, you, you were. know, cutting no, audio uh, and stuff. Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? Who you taking? Oh, Goff. Wow, that zero was hesitation. Really quick, zero hesitation. Is it because he looks like a Kendall? I mean, he's a handsome man, but uh, yeah, I just Dak's one of those you never know what you're going to get. You know, I mean, he he'll look like a world beater one week, and the next week it's like, man, this guy should be on the practice squad. But I mean, you know, it, wait, hold on. You've seen weeks where Jared Goff doesn't look like he should be on the practice squad? I'll put it squad? this way. I feel like the 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 ceiling, I think, is higher for yeah. Dak, but the floor is also a lot lower. I believe. Yeah, that's, that's what, that's, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what he said. All right, back to cutting your audio. I, I pre- And again, not needing a hard sell for me on either one of you. No, it's really not. I mean, but Jared Goff... In the Lions, seeing that's maybe the problem with the NFC right now. Okay. You got Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Here are your other quarterbacks that are for your quote unquote contenders Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Geno Smith, and Brock Purdy. Like Brock is the best out of those guys. Yeah. And Jalen is clearing everybody in that group, even though he started slow. And he is. He's having a regression this year, sure. but th- that happens. Like that's not that's not like a knock on no. Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> These things happen when they teams get a book on you. The better quarterback so you go, is you, still you, in the AFC. Like you power sure. rank this, you go Brock, Gino, Jared, Dak. Like this is a re- that's a really tough question. Oh my God! You want to you want to hear something that just came out? Sure. To add to the stupidity of the New York Giants. Okay. Well, it's being reported wait, that wait. The, this is out of left field. The the New York Giants had a trade a trade a trade agreed to with the 49ers for a Dory Jackson, but failed to report it to the league in time. <laughs> You're kidding? No. That is a boy. There you go. My goodness. There you go. 
That My is goodness. that sucks because trade deadline has passed um, officially, and that the, the the Niners wanted to bolster it a little bit more. Their huh? secondary, yeah. Uh, God, adding a Dory would add another playmaker for them on the defensive side. Yeah. Good God, oh man! All right, but the NFL contain, contenders: Eagles improved, Niners improved, Seahawks improved, Cowboys stood pat, Eagles stood pat, or I guess Eagles didn't. They get they get bared, um, bired. Yeah, so, here, here's the rundown of your trades. I mean, look, look, that is, uh, with those contending teams, I think you look at the hierarchy of the NFC, I'd put the Lions in that in that conversation because what they went and got Donovan Peoples-Jones, too. They got sure. another receiver out there. So if you're looking at the NFC teams and all of them, with the exception of the Dallas Cowboys, all made a deal to get better. And if you go down the list, this is the the, the tally from Adam Schefter. Chase Young to the Niners, mm-hmm. Sweat to Chicago, Leonard Williams to Seattle, Bayard to Philly, Ezra Cleveland, as you mentioned, the guard going to Jacksonville, Josh Dobbs to the uh, Vikings, Peoples-Jones to the Lions, Rasul Douglas to the Bills, Contavious Street to the Falcons, McCole Hardman to the Chiefs, Randy Gregory to the Niners, J.C. Jackson to the Patriots, Chase Claypool to Miami, Van Jefferson to the Falcons and Cam Akers to Minnesota. Yeah, those, and a lot of those ones at the bottom. The bottom are the ones that were early. Long season. time ago. Yeah. Wow. But those are the the 2023 official trade transactions. And it should have been a Dory Jackson, but it should have been Niners. a Dory Jackson also to the Niners. I would love to hear that John Lynch conversation that's happening right now. Who, if you're putting money on who failed to report it? Oh, it's yeah, it's the Giants. It's the Giants. Yeah, because the Niners actually want the person. Yes. Do you think the Giants are like, oh, maybe we're not getting enough here. Maybe we just delay the report. Delay no. the report. Oh, sorry. We just had a connect internet connection issue. There's was... one guy in that room. Yeah. The guy who's supposed to report it is the guy who just loves Dory Jackson. It's like, oh, sorry. Oh, click. Oh, I didn't send it. I'm sorry. I didn't push send on the email. 503-864-6326. That's Vancouver Ford text sign. You can also be in the YouTube comments. YouTube.com slash 1080 AM The Fan. That's where you can watch this show, Dirt and Sprague. And prime time. Those it's monsters in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a vote on uh, at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. Which quarterback do you trust the most the rest of the season? Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? Currently, Jared Goff, 75% of the votes. Running away with this. Over Dak Prescott. Uh, I need like one Cowboy fan to, to retweet this. Yeah. Retweet it. And then the, all those. Fish, if you're listening, go ahead and retweet it. Yeah. All those uh, just absolutely delusional Cowboys fans will. <laughs> Jump on board. They'll skew the pole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they totally will. Yeah. You don't hey. need to say delusional. That just makes it repetitive. <laughs> okay. All of those Cowboys fans will <laughs> Cowboys it up and put their six shooters in the air. Pew, pew, pew. Mm. Um, all right. They're going to pull them out of their jean shorts. Hey. Uh, wow. That mm. is very culturally insensitive. Mm. Is it? All right. Yeah. They're jorts. Um, Gosh! How dare you insult my culture? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Meringue? Uh, the Beaverton guy over here. Mm. Um, all right, Blazers actually won a basketball game. It happened. Let's talk about it. Okay. Next, Danny Dusty on the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Dusty on the fan. The 75% lead for Jared, 75% to 25% lead for Jared Goff over Dak Prescott in the, which quarterback would you rather have, or do you trust more for the rest of the season? At Danny and Dusty on Twitter, it still remains. Not, it's not surprising. I think it is. Is it? Yeah. I think it is. I think there will be Cowboys fans who come back in and swear that, but I think it's a little bit surprising because... I mean, people are voting so quickly. How does your brain just go, Jared Goff? <laughs> Jared Goff so easily. <laughs> Haven't we? Don't we all remember bad Jared Goff football? Sure. Uh, but go, go and vote. Let's uh, let's get as many votes as we can on this. Um, all right. The Blazers won a basketball game last night. Yeah. It turns out when the other team uh, shoots, what what was it? Uh, 13.8 percent from three. You have a chance. So the two games the Blazers have been in so far have been very low scoring games. Yeah, against 99, the Ma- 91 this And against one. the Orlando Magic, what was the final? 103, 90 something? I can't remember. Sounds about right. Anyways, it was a very low scoring game because the Magic didn't hit any threes. 102, 97. There you go. 102, 97. Very, very low scoring because of very poor shooting. Yeah. Um, if you look across the board, um, no matter what service you use, uh, cleaning the glass is my preferred service because it filters out garbage time. Um, the Blazers' offense is, if not the worst, one of the three worst in the league Yep. by pretty much every measure. Uh, if you look at their offensive rating coming into tonight, oh, I'm sorry, they, they're now 26th, just uh, yeah, take li- that. literally tied with San Antonio for 27th. So, Oh, well, if you watch ESPN, San Antonio's got the best offense in the world. His name is Wemby. Uh Still super fun, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also have the twenty fifth ranked defense, so it's 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 tough out there. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, also, their their effective field goal percentage. Let's see on accuracy. Let's pull that back up again. Second to last. Does okay. it matter who the coach or who the personnel is? Will Portland's defense always just be terrible? Nah, it was good uh, for a year, seven years ago. A year for a a singular season. Yeah, it hasn't. I mean, it just hasn't been good. Whether in the Brandon Roy era, they started to trend that way with Brandon Lamarcus and Greg healthy in that year, uh-huh. and then for the year. Dame West Nick Lamarcus Robin team was, well, I think, tenth. Yeah. And they, they, they were legitimately a good defense, mm-hmm. and and then uh, they blew it up. Paid Evan Turner. Yeah. Yep. And Alan Crabb. But, yeah, no, the big part of this now is um, rookies are terrible defenders yeah. across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, Scoot Henderson and Tumani Kamara are getting a ton of time. And as good as Tumani is, he's still going to make mistakes. Scoot has made some horrendous defensive mistakes. Um, let's talk on a positive, though. Okay. The Blazers can't shoot. They make horrendous defensive mistakes. Scoot Henderson flashed in one quarter his potential. Before he, fouling out. Before fouling out. Yep. And fouling is not... 
there's two things that I don't get frustrated about with rookies: fouls and turnovers. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone goes through this kind of thing. It, it just happens. You, you'll see games where uh, Wemby had five turnovers, Chet had seven, and like you're just gonna do it. That's you. you you got to get used mm-hmm. to the pace, space, and it, smarts and athleticism of NBA starters. Well, and that's why it kind of seems like with every night, Chauncey Billups is actually getting more and more creative with having Scoot be a part of the offense, yep. but not the focal point of the offense. Yeah, there's there. Uh, that's easier said than done it from is. a coaching standpoint. Now, granted. They're one in three, so mm-hmm. it's not like it's working spectacularly. No. But you, the Blazers, do have to be creative yeah. to get looks because of how easy they are to defend. Because of right now, because they don't have Anthony Simons' gravity, and basically compared to everybody else, Anthony Simons is the sun. If he was healthy, everything would revolve around him and DeAndre Ayton. But because they don't have that, they have to get creative because they're playing underneath everything, and everybody keeps screaming about, get DeAndre Ayton more involved, get DeAndre Ayton more involved, get Scoot the ball more. Number one, don't give Scoot the ball more. He can't handle what he's got, what he's got right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, they can't get DeAndre Ayton involved because of the lack of spacing. So what they did last night, and I thought this was really interesting, they did it in the third quarter, and they did it again in the fourth quarter to close the game with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, they ran a horn set. For those who aren't familiar with horns, you've got your ball handler above the three-point line, and you've got one player on each side of the free-throw line offensively. They come up, and you can use staggered picks. What ended up happening is Jeremy was the primary initiator. He has a little more gravity at the three-point line. You have to respect him out there. Uh, Scoot Henderson was a screener along with DeAndre Aiden. Scoot Henderson threw a back pick uh, on Pascal Siakam, and the Raptors completely botched the coverage. Dennis Schroeder just went, and had a momentary mental lapse. Jeremy Grant cuts back door, cuts down the middle, and DeAndre Aiden just finds him perfectly for a dunk. And this <laughs> is... You were like, oh, that's a nice little wrinkle. Uh-huh. You got DeAndre Ayton involved in a, in a way that you haven't been able to get him involved. And they, yeah. they, did, a, they did a lot with him. I wrote, a, uh, if you go to my Patreon, uh, on uh, patreon.com backslash Jack Ramsey's, you'll see a free article where it breaks this down in depth. Um, but they're, they went to this action over and over and over, and they went through each layer of it. But they involved Scoot Henderson as a screener, as a, as a mover blocker. Then yeah. they... Uh, moved him into a dribble handoff with DeAndre Ayton where he attacked downhill and kicked out to Jeremy Grant for a wide-open three that he knocked down that pretty much iced the game. And they kept going to this set as a way of using it as a multiple-level attack so that defenses couldn't load and set to the pick-and-roll of Scoot Henderson. Yeah, Scoot Henderson got six assists in that third quarter, not out of the pick-and-roll, but mostly in transition. And so you started to see where things slowed down to him for him ever so slightly. All the positives in there, the Blazers are not winning a game unless somebody shoots obscenely well for them and the other team shoots like crap. That's the world that they're in. 13% from three, and it's not like they didn't try. They went four of 29. Their bench did not make a three-point field goal. If they go seven of 29, they win this game because you you get some garbage time uh, fouls in there. But, I mean, and again, seven of 29, you're talking about, you know, 24%. They shoot thirty five percent. This game's not even close. Yeah. So as much fun as it was to get a win, I didn't poo poo any of this last night because there's going to be so, so few and far between. Like, yeah. But this is how they're gonna win. They're gonna need a lot of help from not only their guys having good nights, but their opponents having bad. Wins. How long can you keep DeAndre Ayton engaged in this team though? Because I mean, look, this is the reality of it. 
and this is something you and I talked about mm-hmm. before the season, it was my main concern with him, is that, yes, he is a focal point, and the, really the fulcrum of this offense right now is DeAndre Ayton. Because without Anthony Simons to, to keep teams honest, everybody is just looking at him and, and packing the paint. How long can the, you keep him engaged because there's only so many things you can do, and there's only so many adjustments that can be made. I think by that's their part offense. of what they're doing is that they're trying. This isn't necessarily just about helping Scoot. This is about helping DeAndre Ayton Absolutely. be involved. He only had two assists last night, but they did a lot to incorporate him in the offense as a as a DHO guy, as kind of a pivot point. And now he's not a Jokic or even a Nurkic as a creator, but they're finding little seams for him to be more productive. Yeah. And, and get him involved. He only had 10 points on nine shots last night. I thought he was better offensively. How they look to work him in and look to optimize him is going to be very interesting. All I'm getting from all this is that the Blazers need to stay horny. That's Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, lot, lot, lots of horns. Yes. All, all horned out. Give that man a raise. Look, I'm just saying. He is look, enough here. <laughs> I, 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 I know people are frustrated with Bubs. I don't think he's the end-all, be-all of coaches. Yeah, I know that the kids respect him, the players like him, and they show up for him. And right now they're competing their asses off. Um, the, you can see it last night. The Sharp, Tumani, Jabari Walker lineup was active as hell. I like Kamara. He's, he's, I like Tumani Kamara he's a lot. A, he's a role player who understands his lot in life and gets after it. I thought, like, you know, I thought Ryan Rupero is going to be that guy. He could be that guy in two yeah. years. But, yeah, but he's going to be a remixer first. Yeah. But Tumani Kamara is turned into that guy this year. He might he, he might be starting here soon. Well, I like him. He's He's got the juice. That's the thing is that he's... I like Malcolm Brogdon, too. I mean, he's sixth man of the year. The guy, the guy can get buckets. If the goal is to, you know, showcase him to shop to a contender, they're doing a really damn good job. I mean, with Ant out, they ha- he has to be like he can't go yeah. out there because they don't have any scores unless he's putting the no. gas down. He has to go out and get twenty shots a night up. Are you uh, concerned with Scoot because of what expectations have been thrust upon yep. him? Yeah, it's not what I thought either, you know. Um, something new for me. I never went through something like this. Um, but I'm ready. I'm ready now. Like I can tell, you know, Portland, I know I'm ready to, to go now. Um, I was ready before, but, you know, it was just some unexpected things that I had to get right quick. And I'm glad, man, I'm glad it happened now before, you know, some people say the Ricky Wall or whatever so I can, you know, just burst through that and uh, just get the season going now. This is... This is the start of the season, you know, in my book, you know, so. Okay, what what does he mean by that? Uh, I, that I, that confuses me a little bit. Like, there's some unexpected things that he had that he'd run into. Uh, we're currently looking at Scoot. Again, folks, don't take, the, like, each game as some sort of massive indicator. They're four games into an 82-game schedule in the first four of this guy's career. He's only shooting 33% from the field, 5% from three. 5% from three. He's only made one three. Yep. Um, that's not good, no. Bob. And what, but, do we, what do we talk about coming out of preseason? But two rebound, or two, three rebounds, four assists, and a steal a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and four and a half fouls. It's a lot. He's been, look, he's been, a lot. there's some dumb fouls in there, yeah. but there's a lot of aggressive fouls. And I'd much rather have a guy, and this isn't like just me like trying to sugarcoat this. I would much rather have a guy who's super aggressive that I need to dial back than a guy I need to amp up. I like that. 
I so, agree with that. Like that that's a real like he's picking up full court, being aggressive. He he had some uh fouls last night where <laughs> rookie, you can't get away with that. No. You gotta be in the league for five years before you can do something like that. And that's okay. Yeah. Like those are growing things. Yeah. And those are those things are not concerning. But it is concerning to hear him say, like, we ran into some stuff that was unexpected. Like, and I think what was he, unexpected that we've seen this year from Scoot? I think he didn't expect the league to be like this. The, the speed, because he's one thing that he's always gotten away with, and we remember this. What, it's, what was the first thing Time Lord said about Scoot Henderson? He's fast as hell. Yeah. The, right? Hell, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you look at it, now he's getting game speed. Mm-hmm. Everybody is fast. You can if the the clip we just played. If you go to the the Trailblazers YouTube channel, you can see the whole clip, and it's Casey and Brooke talking to Scoot. And as I'm sitting there watching it, I felt bad for him because he, in look, he's not feeling bad for himself. No, but the expectations are real, and he is 19, and you can see them weighing on him, and you can see the amount of give a bleep that he has. So that part of it is an encouraging, but. You can tell it's bothering him because he, he, this is a guy who has been the best everywhere he's been. Yeah, he's never felt like he, this before. No, this is this is a new feeling to him because make no bones about it, he has been atrocious. Yeah, with the exception of that quarter, and I mean, there's rookie bars, and then there's where he's at. He's literally in the below first percentile in basically every ranking. He's in the zero percentile in effective field goal percentage. He's in the 14th percentile in usage among point guards. He's in the zero percentile in shot attempt, zero percentile in assist percentage, the 21st percentile in assist to usage percentage, and a zero percentile in turnover percentage. Those numbers you want to be higher, not lower. Oh, you think? So it it's only four games, and what's going to look like it by the end of the season you're going to go, wow, he looks so yeah. much better because the bar was so, so low. Okay. So, uh, but there I you know. go. We don't like, I don't like this. The bar is so, so, no, so No, it low. was so low. He he lowered the bar. And even he said, <sighs> in that same interview, he yeah. goes on to talk about, like, the difference between why this looks so much better today, which it really wasn't that good. It was, it was 11, 7, and 4. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, it's, to be fair, I said 12, 7, and 4 was what he was going to average this Recalibrate year. Recalibrate it. But... Like that night that you had to that he had tonight, expect that if that's his average, that's kind of what I expected coming into this season. Yeah, you'll take it. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, speaking of it is what it is, uh, if you're a college football coach and you're taking radio calls, it is what it is. Ooh, Nelly. But first, here's the big Kahuna with Sports Center update. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. Look, we have the Vancouver Ford text line. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. It is. But it's also a way to keep you guys off the phone line. Wow. Because we can't trust any of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you yeah. would think that the college football coach, Dabo Swinney, would know a little bit better. Well, not well. This is the beauty. Coaches shows in, in the South, especially, are a chance for the 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 lunatics to vent. Well, fans start calling like an hour before the show starts mm-hmm. to get in line, and they just get their opportunity to talk to a coach for the first time ever. How many of those turn out to be uh, happy phone calls? Uh, well, most of them. Most of them. 
Not because look, here's the thing about it is that they're screened and callers are screened and like look, there's a, this idea when you have a coach's show, here here's the deal. So you have a producer who's going through all these phone calls. You have a a radio professional who's alongside the coach to kind of guide the conversation and to make sure things stay on the rails. Then you have the coach there who just answers the, you know, the phone calls and is like, yeah, uh, you, we love to run the football. Yeah, like every football coach does. And gives usually a canned answer. This went completely off the rails because this was, one, the fan went rogue. Two, the producer didn't do anything about it. The show host didn't do anything about it. They just let it happen. Dabo Swinney sure as hell did Mm. do something about it. But I think instead of just having Dabo, I think you have to hear in fairness to Dabo, the caller, because then you can get the idea of what actually happened. Because this caller, uh, it was so long. The question was so long. Rust had to break it up into two parts. Here's part one. It sounded a whole lot like Tommy Bowden. And I'll tell you one thing. Tommy Bowden didn't make the same amount of money as you do. You make $11.5 million a year. Um, that's second in college football, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm curious uh, why that salary has led to a 4-4. Four and four. And I know we're going to talk about, you know, just being a couple plays away from undefeated and all that. Um and I know you're a man of religion. I'm, I'm a big fan. Coach, um, before you, you categorized me as a, you know, being in the 1.5%, I was going to Clemson games and my entire family going back generations has been going to Clemson games before, you know, when you were in commercial real estate. So I don't, I'm, I'm not going to accept being in that 1.5%. Okay. That was a minute. And there was no question in there. Okay. We just have Tyler and Spartanburg who's just going off, just saying, Hey, you make a lot of money. Before I ask my question, you can't come at me because apparently it's Davos when he has a thing where the 1.5% of fans are are all negative and they're not real fans and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, Don't you dare put me in that 1.5%. That was a minute. The The man was framing it to where. The radio host or the producer weren't just like, enough All right, enough. sorry, buddy, you got to go. All right, so what do we got here? What's the question? I respect the fact that you're a man of faith. Um, I'm curious uh, if you've ever read Proverbs 16, 18, <laughs> Uh-oh. which talks about pride coming before the fall. Um, I used to, I, I was in the military, and I, uh, I uh, was overseas for the big run, um, and so I, I couldn't couldn't watch all the games i tried my best and but i always watched your press conferences uh just for life advice and i appreciated all that something changed after 2018 um you're you're humble you're hungry and everything and i i always told people man david just listen to his press conferences but after that 2018 national title something changed and there seems to be a lot of arrogance that came in um there's a lot of friends and family. I mean, three of the ten on-field football coaches are external, experienced hires. Everyone else was an internal hire that had no experience before or was a former player um, or friend. So I'm curious, why are we paying you $11.5 million to go 4-4? Four four? <laughs> Finally! <laughs> 
got to a question. You need the Dave Chappelle wrap it up box for this guy. My goodness. That was two minutes in 10 seconds of this this guy framing his question, right? God. With nobody stepping in except for you hear Dabble at one point, you just go. The A to B there had 47 stops. Okay. Okay. That man went to the Piggly Wiggly and ordered everything on the menu before coming back to B. Yeah. And that was something, man. Good gracious. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't even got to Dabo's answer. No. (laughs) But I I think that because you and I both, like the first clips that came out were nothing but Dabo's answers, right? And that's that's what I heard initially last Mm -hmm. night. And I was like... What in the hell could a caller have said? Yeah, because I sent you the link last night because it was ridiculous. Yeah, to elicit that response mm-hmm. from Dabo Swinney, okay? With everything that we just framed there, Tyler makes, and Spartan. It makes a lot more sense. We now have a three-part Dabo Swinney response, <laughs> okay? And here is part one from Mr. Swinney himself, who... I want it to be known here. I have made it very clear over the years. I'm not a fan of Dabo Swinney. Oh, no. I think Dabo Swinney is, in large part, like, he is a very good football coach. Sure. And he does get guys to buy in. I think he's I think he's pretty phony. No, no, there's, there's some phony stuff there for sure. Like, there is the a lot Im- of... The name, image, and likeness of God line God. still... Res- and he, he... Look, I, I give him credit, and I do not judge him or hold anything against him for being a religious man. No, I don't either. But... You, we share the same faith, but I rolled you, my eyes when I heard but it. But if you are going to sit there and tell me that you have not treated your athletes like crap at times and you have not judged them and held things against them and held things over them, B.S. Dabo. He holds himself like he's a holier-than-thou type character who has done nothing wrong. Look, our our Tyler from Spartanburg, he he had the arrogance part right. And all he wants to do is kind of have his thumb on the scale at all time. He wants to hold his thumb down on the scale of, of these guys. So here's Dabo's first response to Tyler in Spartanburg. All right, all right. What's this guy's name? Tyler. Hey, Tyler. I've, I've listened this to enough of you, Tyler. Listen, uh, you can, you can have all your opinions that you want. All right. I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. All right. But let me tell you something. Um, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem. To be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. Oh my goodness. It's people like you that do that. All you do is ex- the appreciation. The expectation is greater than the appreciation. Mm. And that's the problem. And so, you know, we've won 12 10-plus win year, seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why, Clemson ain't sniff a national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years. And there's only two other teams that can say that, Georgia and Alabama. Okay? Is this a bad year? Is this a – Yeah. And it's my responsibility. Take 100% responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking, all these narratives you read, listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want. And you can apply for the job. And good luck to you. He didn't take 100% responsibility because he just blamed Tyler from Spartanburg right out of the gate. You're, you're part, of the, part, of, part of the problem. You're part of the problem. A fan is part of the problem. Yeah. yeah. Brother, because the expectation is greater than the appreciation. I hate I hate how he has a saying for everything. I think that's the thing about me that bothers me is that 
I, I told you before, I've mentioned my, my old uh, uh, chief. He is a guy who had a saying for everything, but it made sense. The, the, the fans aren't responsible for anything that you're doing or not doing here, Dabo. They don't impact your recruits. They don't impact your play calling. They don't impact your consistency or inconsistencies. That no. is the, the the second a coach or a player blames a fan, they've lost the plot. Yeah. All right. Well, that is part one of the three part Dabo response. There's two more parts, and they're just as good as this one. Um, because Tyler from Spartanburg, he he hears he hears from old Dabo Swinney. We'll get you the rest next, Danny Dusty. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. It's the rare two-parter worst day on the web. As yeah. We have the continuation of... Tyler and Spartanburg in the Dabo Swinney call-in show. Uh, we've already gone through Tyler's long, drawn-out yeah. two-part. Uh, finally, get to the question. Question. That's right. And now, Wh- are you- which was, we're paying you eleven and a half million dollars. Why do you suck? Why are we four and four? <laughs> <laughs> With a lot of shots and barbs in in the uh, lead up to the question, yeah. and we've already gotten Dabo's. Uh, Answer in part one where he's blamed the fan for their existence. That's he's true. part of the problem. You are part of the problem. Uh, while taking 100% accountability, which is the, those two things are incongruent. He's not taking 100% responsibility it's because he very literally thing. blamed the fan the first thing out of the gate. That's right. So now we have a part two from Dabo. All right. But to answer your question, nope. all right, we're second in draft picks. We've graduated 98% of our guys. We're second in wins. What? All right. We we if you you'd want to know why again I'm telling you we're not perfect. Four and four. There's a lot of teams that you know Frank Howard never had a bad year. Coach Ford never had a bad year. Nobody's Coach K has never had a bad year in basketball. People have a bad year, but the part of the problem is the appreciation. I used to tell people all the time. They'd say, "What's the difference in Clemson?" I'm gonna tell you. At at some places there's an expectation, but at Clemson there's an appreciation. Oh and what's God. happened at Clemson is is we've won so much that even when we – it used to be the funds in the winning. Now even when you win, people like you complain and criticize the coaches and question everything. You, you, people like you, all right, when I hired Tony Elliott to be the offensive coordinator who never called a play in his life, I'm sure you were critical then. All right, and he took us to two national championships. People like you who just destroy, love to, to destroy people with your comments. All right? Okay. So um, it came full circle back to the blaming the fan part. All right. After, by the way, he brought up Coach K. Uh-huh. After Coach K's first tournament appearance, mm-hmm. You know how many years he was four or five hundred? Because right now Clemson is four and four. Yeah. Uh, so he was there for what thirty-seven years? I want to say, if I remember right. So he I'm went to take three total. You're gonna a uh, five hundred or worse? Yeah. Yeah, that is way off because Coach K 
never went 500 or worse. Really? I thought they, they made the tournament and they had a couple down years. <laughs> they did not have a postseason bid in 2019, 2020 because COVID. Yeah. The 2020, 2021 season, remember, I think they had to, they had a postseason ban that year. Yes. Uh, they went 13 and 11 that year. Oh, So he okay. was two games over, over 500. Okay. He never, never Went five hundred or worse after he went to the tournament. After he made the tournament, because they in, they was rough couple of years to start in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that would be thirty nine years 39 ago. Nine years, yeah, yeah. thirty nine years ago he made the tournament for the first time. Uh, yeah, he never. His early record was rough. His early record was rough, but for Dabo to say Coach K never had a bad year, not this bad. No, no. No. All right. Um, so part three. Dab there oh, there's more of Dabo. <laughs> but wait, there's more. I'm sure you've never made any bad decisions. I'm sure you've lived a perfect life. I'm sure you've never I'm sure you've led a bunch of people. I'm sure you do your job in front of so to answer your uh -oh. question, I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business. Uh -oh. All right. And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off every single day. And I ain't gonna let some smart ass kid Get on this phone Whoa. and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with it, I don't care. All right? It, I work for, for the board of trustees, the president, and the AD. And if they're tired of me leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else where there is an appreciation. All right? It's not just winning. It's how you win. Yeah. And we are in a – this is a tough year. But we've had 12, 12, 10-plus win seasons in a row. 12. We lost to Tennessee last year. They won 11 games for the first time in like 20 years. We've had 8-11 win seasons in, in whatever, 11 years or whatever. We've won two national championships. Clemson went 35 years, all right, probably since before you were born, your whole freaking life. And we've won two in seven years. And we earned it. And we beat the best of the best to do it. The best of the best. 12 10-plus win seasons. So if you want to know why, that's why. Am I perfect? Nope. I'm far from it. I am, a, and I am a man of faith. Absolutely. <laughs> Is he reading? Does he have like a bingo card to, to hit on? Uh, blame fans. Yeah. I earned yeah. it. Man of faith. Uh, call back to our past. NFL players. Yep. Uh, two titles in the last seven years. Like mm -hmm. he, like he has stuff that he goes to. Oh yeah. But he's also not wrong. He's not wrong. No, and you know what? Fans are ridiculous. Yes. And that's that's where like the crux of this is, is that like, you know, we've seen this with Nick Saban before too, where like Saban will get testy with fans and just be like, God, do you guys remember what it was like before me? Yeah. Do you remember when Clemsoning was a thing? Yeah. Like it was Kuganit and Clemsoning. It was the two coasts had had two schools that would find ways to be absolutely shatter oh, their fans hearts they the two fan bases that could just capture defeat from the jaws of victory more than anybody else not even like slowly take it just rip it out yeah. i mean they could pull it out of a gator's mouth and clemsoning went away and and kuganet went away for a while mm -hmm. too like after the new mexico bowl with mike leach like kuganet they is exercised no longer. that demon yeah but it was bad for Clemson. I get that from Dabo, but at the same time, like you cannot sit there. And this is where Dabo is taking things personally. Mm. 
he feels that that power, and this is my problem that's always been there with Dabo, is mm-hmm. he's always wanted his thumb on the scale yeah. and to make sure that he was the guy in control. Like that, and Dabo did start from the bottom. Yes. Like he was a guy that he was Wasn't a receiver a in college. Guy? He just had to work his way up. Yeah. Like and like, sure, I, I appreciate that from him. That's awesome. That is really that is a really damn cool thing that he has been able to do. But the humility is gone. With great power becomes great responsibility, and he is not handling this responsibility very well. Because guess what? Not it's harder to stay on top than than it is to climb up there. And when you're climbing up there, it feels like it's pretty damn treacherous, right? But to stay at the top is very, very, very hard. Nick Saban has done it. Okay, but ask Jimbo Fisher how easy it is to stay up there. Ask guys like Brian Kelly who have gotten pretty dang close Kevin to getting someone. there and fallen down. Right? It is really hard mm-hmm. to stay up there, and very few people can do it. And one of the reasons why the people that do it do stay on top is because they don't care about anybody else. Yeah, they really don't care. They either care about themselves so damn much that everything else is nothing to them. Urban Meyer, or they care about yes. He is, mm-hmm. or they care about their legacy so much Nick that Saban. they will change who they are at their core mm-hmm. in order to stay on top, and that's what Nick Saban has done. Nick Saban has. Nick adapted. Saban used to care. He oh, used oh, to yeah. be like Dabo. Remember, fifteen years ago, he we, that you could have told me that was Nick Saban, and I would have gone, uh, "Yeah." Nick Saban has changed who he is mm-hmm. to. He has adapted to nil in the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and Dabo is refusing to do that. No. And Dabo can feel it slipping away right now. Which is insane. That's where you get these responses. Because from. he's the younger one. Yep. You would think he would be the one that's not stuck in his ways, and yet it's what? Saban's what, 72? Yeah, something like that. Something right right around there? Yep. And he's the one that's being more nimble than coaches half his age. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it, make any sense. No. No, it doesn't. I but don't, I don't get it. Uh, I think that this is really funny. Because Dabo Swinney, the go- oh god, gee, all shucks kind of mm-hmm. guy, he's he's falling away from that. Expectations go through the roof when you have the success that mm-hmm. he's so proud of, and he should be damn proud of it all. No, he should. And there's, but the flip side of that coin is that the expectations come with pressures. And I love this text because I agree. I agree with this text so well on the or so much on the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, P1 Dustin says. Say what you will about Coach Prime, but I feel like he actually cares about the student-athletes, like legitimately never got that from other uh, coaches, Dabo, Saban. They care about themselves and power. I agree. I do. I love that about Dion too. Like he, I, even, I do. Even on the offensive lineman, he's trying to get rid of. He doesn't hate them as people. It's a slippery slope yeah. that he's on, but he d- he does care about his guys because Dion doesn't need coaching. No, he's financially fine. He's entirely okay. Yep. Uh, it is Tuesday at 2 o'clock, so coming up next on Danny and Dusty, three up, three down, three things we like, three things we didn't from the NFL weekend. Danny and Dusty, 10 the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.